Welcome into the lounge presented by DraftKings. We have the pleasure of sitting down with Kevin Zeitler today. And my first question for you is, what percentage would you say of your outfits feature a sleeveless shirt? Like, how often are you sleeveless? Uh, I'd say a majority. Majority. (laughs) (laughs) And dead a winner, doesn't matter, sleeveless. It it really doesn't. I mean, what are you going to do? You're going to walk to your car for two steps and be warm before you know it. I'm kind of that way, too. Like, in the winter, like, if you're indoors, what's the difference between summer and winter? Agreed, 100%. Now, now, is is it, like, a comfort thing, or is it when you have... Guns, you know, I'm not quite as yoked as you. I'm getting there, but like, is it a gun show or, or it's just a style of comfort thing? What is it? I'd say it's just comfort thing. Okay, not much more range of motion without sleeves. Range of motion, nice, nice. I, I'm, I am always impressed during pregame. Like, you don't care about the temp. Like, you'll go out there and what you got on right now, short sleeves and shorts, and go through your pregame routine, even when it was ten degrees on that Christmas Eve game. Tell me about that kind of mentality before a game. I mean, I think more than so, I think it's just getting a feel for what it's going to feel like. You know, you don't have adrenaline yet. You know you know how cold it's actually going to be. But luckily, once you get the pads on and get rolling, adrenaline, you know, takes over and you don't feel it like that. So right. it's just trying to get a taste of what, you know, the worst could be. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, you know, going into the playoffs, I guess my, my big picture question is just what's the mood of the team? You know, what's it like in the locker room? How are guys kind of feeling as, as you enter the postseason? I mean, everyone's excited again. You know, the playoffs is a brand new season. Um, Last year, obviously, the season ended the way it did and we didn't make it. So, you know, I think everyone here with all the vets, all the young guys, you know, everyone's excited to be back, you know. And it doesn't really matter, you know. You're in, so you have a chance, and that's all that matters. Right. Mm -hmm. Sunday's game, obviously, you rested, a handful of guys rested in that game. But it kind of looked like a game you would have loved to play in. Like, it was kind of a rivalry, chippy-type game that I'm like – I bet Zeitler would love that type of game. I mean, it was, was it hard to watch that one? Oh, absolutely. You know, when you're on the sideline, all you are is a fan. You know, I was talking with a couple of the guys, and we're just like, geez, we feel so useless right now because <laughs> you are. And, you know, I mean, it was for the best thing for the team, you know, some of us to have a game off, and now we have to get ready, and we better uh, take advantage of it and, uh, you know, come out firing for this week. Do, do you get the sense that it felt like this way watching the game, like this rivalry is becoming – greater more intense like, well and you've seen both sides you've right. been on the Bengals, right yeah it, does it feel like that yeah i don't know like does it do you feel that way as a player and am i on to something with that i mean i think so you know the Bengals are absolutely firing on all cylinders these last two seasons right now and you know deservedly so they've played well they deserve to have an edge to them and the ravens we've had a lot of success you know prior to when i've gone here and you know through this year so it's just two good teams a lot of big personalities and it's going to be a Big, big game. All right, take us back. You know, as I mentioned, you were drafted by the Bengals. You're a former Bengal. Take us back. What did you think of the Ravens when you were a Bengal? Ooh, get the inside scoop <laughs> from the other side. Um, I mean, you know, when I was there, you know, we always knew it was going to be a tough, you know, tough game. Always yeah. known for the defense. Always known for, you know, it's never an easy place to play at. You know, we always knew it was going to be, we we're going to get everything, you know, thrown at us. And it was always going to be a tough game. Yeah. Now, your first four years in the league, you went to the playoffs every year. You know, rookie year. Each game bounced, the Bengals got bounced the first time. Does that impact you? You haven't been back to the playoffs since. Does that impact your mentality going into it this year? Like, I'm back. Let's get, we're winning a game this time, you know? Yeah. You know, I'd really uh, like to cross that one off the list. That would be great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, is that something that's like in the back of your mind kind of as you go into this? I mean, I, I'm, I'm not going to worry about that. All that matters yeah. is the game. And, you know, all of us have to, no matter who's out there, have to give our 
best me, and that's the only way we can get it done. Right. I know when you signed here, you kind of talked about the idea of being a, on a team that can compete for a championship and complete compete for a playoff spot. Now that you're in the playoffs and you have a chance here, you know, anything can happen now that you're in the dance. Is this kind of like this is what you envisioned when you signed here last year? Oh, absolutely. You know, a uh, chance to compete again, chance just to get back into this tournament again. You know, the Ravens had a great, you know, history of being to, able to compete, get here, and now that we're here, it's on us to perform, to our, perform our best and, uh, you know, get something done. You guys are obviously running the ball at a really, really high level. You know, with the, the whole Lamar situation and the uncertainty about whether he's going to be able to play and whatnot, you know, I think a lot of people look at this offense and say, hey, man, if they can run the ball like that, like they've been running it in the regular season, like whoever's under center, that offense can work. You know what I mean? Does the, as an offensive lineman, do you kind of feel that as you enter the playoffs saying like, all right, you know, it have, might have to be the bread and butter here. We're going to have to pave the way, you know, for this offense. I mean, I think it helps. Anytime a team can run the ball, especially in the postseason, I think it helps, sets up a lot of things. Yeah. And, uh, you know, for us, I think that's our best chance if we can keep doing what we have been doing. Right. Is there a feeling or was there a feeling developing here late in the season that, like, we could run on anybody? You know, they're going to stack the box. We know what they're going to do. They're expecting this, but we can run on anybody. I mean, I think that's a Baltimore Raven expectation. You know, yeah. the last couple of years, all the rushing, the different ways it's been done. You know, I mean, we always had to find an answer in some way, shape, or form. And even when it's stacked against us, we had to find a way to push through. Right. Is that kind of an O-lineman's dream? Like like a run? I just always hear offensive linemen talk about, like, you know, we had Ben Powers on a few weeks ago, and he talked about how, like, when it's a fourth quarter and they know you're running, you know you're running, but you can still do it and have success. Like, that is what dreams are made of as an offensive lineman. Is that – do you feel that way too? I mean, absolutely. You know, it's a good – you know, it's just a great power feel, you know, helps set the, you know, tone of the game and all that. And it makes you feel like, you know, you're contributing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. With, with this offense right now, you know, do you feel like, uh, hey, we're putting up yards, you know, like we're moving the ball and it's going to come down to the red zone, you know, that like punching in there, being able to run in the red zone is going to be kind of the key to the playoffs? I mean, it always is, you know, in the end, yeah. it's who can score one more point than the other team. Right. And however we get points, however, whatever it takes, that's what we got to do. How much How much has it really helped the, the health of the offensive line? Obviously, Ronnie early in the year was still coming back from the ankle. But for the most part, you've had that continuity. You know, how big of a difference does that make? I mean, it's big. You know, people always talk about the O-line needs some time to work together and figure each other out. And going into the season we had you know basically a whole new o-line other than me and powers were a bit like right. so you know as the season one we kept uh building it and it kept getting better and then when guys needed to step in here and there you know they did outstanding as well so i think we're really lucky we have a lot of depth and people who've played together so whatever happens or whoever's out there you know we can get the job done i think what's really interesting about this offense and the o-line is you know you all get to do a little bit of everything right like you never know who's going to be pooling on any given play do you like what do you like better you get to pull you come around and you see like a corner or a safety even and you get to just square that dude up and you're already on the move or just come off the ball and just try to drive that defensive lineman back what do you prefer uh, i mean it's whatever's going to help the team. Like, they're both good. <laughs> you know, it, no matter what it is, you know, whatever we're called on, I think that's what's great about group. It doesn't matter what's called or what's expected. We're going to find a way to get it done. Right. What does a, a defensive back's eyes look like when you come around on the pool block? <laughs> uh, I mean, they're there. <laughs> <laughs> hey, when you talk about some of the new pieces along the offensive line, obviously a big one is, is Tyler Linderbaum playing right next to you. What stood, what has stood out to you about him? 
I mean, I think just his natural ability. Like, he has the ability to run. He has the ability to move. He can process and think and make calls. So he has all, you know, the stuff you need to be successful. And then he just keeps getting better and better every week. Yeah, like, you look at the advanced metrics, the PFF rankings or whatever on him. They're all high. You know, it's like every by every indication, he's having a really good uh, rookie season. And as a first-round pick, there's a lot of expectations. You're in the room with him every day. Like, how did you see him sort of handle the, the expectations of being a first-round pick and coming in as a starter from day one and having a lot kind of on his shoulders? I mean, he just take, took it in stride, you know. He kept working hard every day, kept getting better every day. And, you know, it was never too big for him. So, you know, he just stepped right in and got to work. For you, in your second season here, when you get signed to a nice contract and you're a veteran, like people look at you as a leader. And, and you joined that offensive line. You and Ronnie are kind of like the leaders of that group. And obviously, you know, he didn't play last year really. So you kind of, you know, are that guy. How much do you embrace that um, role as a leader of this line and this offense? I mean, I think, you know, I'm just – I'm a vet guy who's been around. Really, so I try to, you know – keep everyone in perspective, you know, like even if it's hard here, you know, it could be harder somewhere else, you know, there's a lot of different ways to get things done, you know, we can float ideas off each other and stuff like that. So it's just like, you know, trying to keep everyone calm, you know, keep everyone focused and, you know, keep moving forward. Now you're kind of well known for uh, doing your past sets, working on your craft <laughs> at all times, you know, the during the delivery of, of your child, the birth of your child, you know, you're in the hospital room doing past sets and whatnot. Your wife posted that video just at any time, you know. Can you talk about kind of your never-ending desire to always be working on your craft? I mean, I think it came, you know, back from I always felt like I was behind. I played high school football in Wisconsin, which back then was not heavily recruited right. at all. You know, you see all these guys in your class all over the country getting offers everywhere. So I was like, oh, shoot, I'm behind, I'm behind. Mm. So, you know, the only way I could do, you know, outwork, try to catch up and – you know, so you get the offer. Then you get to college. Oh, I better outwork everyone to keep advancing. Well, I work too. And then same with the NFL. Oh, I'm here 11 years later, still going. Right. You know, so it's just part of it. You know, it's part of the belief that you put the work in, it'll all work out. Right. Now, now your wife, Sarah, also told some other good stories. Uh, one of which was during high school dances, you would peace out on the dance and go to the weight room instead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's is it because you're not a dancer or you just love lifting weights that much i think i was just that focused at the time <laughs> like you know yeah the grades of dance but you know i have i have bigger better things to do you know i guess it all worked out with her you know you still landed her you know? <laughs> so it all worked out that's that's awesome that mentality that you have like do you think that's why you've lasted 11 years in the league um, I think so. You know, I think it helps. You know, you don't want anyone to outwork. You have to keep going. You keep, you know, doing all the little things like recovery, treatment, you know, finding new ways to improve, keep searching, keep growing. You know, it's the only way you can keep moving and keep, you know, you know, I don't know, keep locked in. Right. Is there ever a desire, like, I'm just going back to the past setting in public thing. Has, do you ever, like, if you're at a movie theater, you're watching a movie, you can't really get up. Like, is there an itch inside of you that's like, I could be doing pass Like, this movie <laughs> sucks. I could get up right now and do pass sets, but it's not really socially acceptable in a movie. You know what I mean? Like, any scenarios like that that you ever encounter? I don't think it's, like, that crazy. You know, <laughs> but, uh, I'm getting a little I'm sure it's happened, but I don't think it's that crazy. <laughs> <laughs> right. For Going back to the mentality thing real quick, like, it seems like you're playing – like, do you feel like – and watching you, it seems like you're playing some of the best football of your career in year 11. Like, and that's not – that's not 
often the case. You know, oftentimes guys go like this, you know, once they reach double digits, if they are lucky enough to get there. And it seems like you are still ascending. Do you feel that way, and why is that the case? Um, you know, I think, I, you know, the offense here fits me well. You know, the things they asked me to do, you know, I think it just my strengths, you know, matched very well here so far and then I think you know that kind of like crazy desire you know to keep improving just I can't let it you know drop off you know once you get this age you start letting something drop people are gonna be like nope go away so <laughs> can't be doing that yeah right. now one thing I really like about you that we I noticed when you walked in is you have O-line hands can you show this to the camera up here <laughs> it's the finger here I was like is your finger all right and you said I mean, it's permanently stuck and disabled, so. <laughs> right, which, I, like, how do you block with your finger bent like that? Do you just ram that right into the guy? How do you uh, do that? Kind of just deal with it. It just magically kind of happens. I don't just magically exactly kind of happens. Exact, don't exactly know how it works. It's O-Lyman hands. I mean, you, you, hands. you stepped into the spot that Marshall Yonda played, you know, and he's also got some gnarly hands, too. So you guys are, you know, you perfect match. It's like a rite of passage, I feel like. <laughs> I must say, like, I remember coming in a rookie and seeing guys with hands like, oh, my hands will never be like that. Oh, well. It's <laughs> not how that works in this league. <laughs> it's kind of like the wrestler. You were a former high school wrestler. It's like the wrestler ear. You avoided the wrestler's ears, but you got the lineman hands. Yep, absolutely. And you made a nice career out of it, so it all worked out. Yeah. <laughs> well, Kevin, thanks a lot, man. Appreciate it. Appreciate oh, you it. You got some hearty handshake, too. <laughs> that should be expected. Good luck this week, Kevin. Thank you. Thank you. Well, thanks to Kevin. Uh, good to talk with him. And uh, we also want to give a shout-out to our friends at DraftKings because even though it's playoffs – Sports landscape is ever-changing, and this week is no different. DraftKings is the leader in daily fantasy sports, and it still has daily fantasy contests running for those who are looking to have skin in the game. So, this is simple. Every player has a salary associated with drafting them. You assemble a lineup of players. You try to stay under that salary cap, and then you sit back and you watch your points pile up. So, you can go ahead and sign up today by using the code FLOCK at DraftKings. New users get a free deposit with their first entry. Again, the code is Flock at DraftKings. You're getting pretty good. You almost don't even have to look uh, at the phone to read the script. You're getting pretty good. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, good stuff from Kevin. As always, good to hear from the Maulers mm-hmm. up front. Um, and they're going to have to be a big part of this game, uh, as always, but even bigger uh, because we're recording this as of Wednesday, and we don't know. We don't know if he's going to play or not. That's the big question, Lamar, but he's not practicing on Wednesday. Yep. So not what you want to see. Uh, Tyler Huntley is also not throwing on Wednesday. Uh, so not what we were hoping for going out to practice today. Yep. Uh, so it could be a run-heavy run heavy script. I mean, maybe, you know, with Snoop, you just give him as much time without throwing as possible to try to get the shoulder as right as possible. And you say, whatever, the guy knows the offense. What's, you know, maybe you get a, a day of throwing some in practice this week or whatever, and you just try to get the, the shoulder as right as possible. Or it doesn't get right, and Anthony Brown has to start the game. We don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, you slice it. I would like to see. Yeah, look, I look, would like to see the Ravens run the ball a lot. I think that there was everyone kind of collectively, the entire. City of Baltimore, state of Maryland, football world. It's kind of holding its breath collectively to see if Lamar Jackson was at practice today. Exactly. And this is an injury that's, you know, going going on for more than a month now. And there's been different reports over the course of this entire time, many that made you feel like, okay, this right. is the week. There's this the strong, is the day. Strong chance he's going to be back for the playoffs. Oh, I mean, I'm going back. Uphill battle, and then it's. No, but I'm going, I'm going back. I mean, oh, you know, the back, back. No, I'm saying, like, 
right around Christmas time, it was like, well, he's going to be back for that Christmas Eve game. Okay, well, he's going to be back the next week. Right. You know, like, and so we haven't heard from Lamar, and, and everything that the Ravens have said, John Harbaugh has said, it's like, Lamar's doing everything he can to get back. It's just, it's not ready yet. Right. Um, and so you just are kind of left to listen to the reports that are out there. Which and, have not been accurate. Which have not been accurate the entire time, <laughs> you know? And so now this week, it's um, now it's an uphill battle. And then obviously, like you just said, he's not practicing on Wednesday. You know, I think that it's certainly fair to wonder whether he's going to make it to the game. He hasn't played in, in over a month. You know, I don't. I, I think that he has to practice at some point in order to play. That's my guess, you right. know, that he would – if he doesn't practice at all, that's not at all a good sign well, for think, his availability for, you know, for, you were, for Sunday. Right. You were also just hoping there was hope that he could at least get out to the practice field and try it out. Yeah, and, for, like, see how it feels. Right. See how it feels. And now he might have very well done that or be doing that with trainers in his own rehab work. Yeah. You know, I mean, I'm sure there's like some testing going on. To yeah, see I'm sure he's training. testing it behind the scenes. Exactly. Uh, and, and it would just be an encouraging sign to see if, okay, let's test it in practice now. That would be another step in the process, and we haven't seen that yet. Yeah, so I, there's a there's a chance that Anthony Brown is the guy again for mm-hmm. this game. Um, now, I do think the offense, I don't think, let's just say it is Anthony Brown for discussion's sake here for a second. I know some Ravens fans could say, okay, well, now it's just going to be a repeat of last week. I, I don't think that's the case. You know, there was key players missing on offense. Kevin sure. Zeitler, who we just talked to, being one of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mark Andrews, another big player, being another. J.K. Dobbins. Mm-hmm. So those guys were out. Put them back in the lineup, and I think that it does look like a different offense. Yeah. Um, so I don't think it's as look. We all want Lamar Jackson to play. We all would love Tyler Huntley to be available uh, yep. to play. But even if they're not, and I'm not just drinking the purple Kool Aid here, I, I'm not. I'm not canceling the game. Okay. <laughs> I still think the Ravens should get on the on the flight and go to Cincinnati because this For defense sure. uh, is is legitimate and so the running gonna, game and the running game is legitimate. It's something we're going to talk about. Too, in addition to this game, and, and, obviously, and, just, quite, and yeah. quite frankly, like let's also not like Anthony Brown made some plays. He made some good throws. Yeah. Like let's not sit here and pretend like they can't throw the ball at all. Like the passing offense just shut her down and throw the ball zero times. You know, like they're going to have to make plays in the passing game, uh, especially if they were to get from you know behind uh, in the game. And Anthony Brown, like to his credit, I think he deserves it deserves to be said that he played better in the second half of that game, right? And like. He's got a live arm. Dude can throw the ball. Mm-hmm. And he can throw the ball downfield. And so do I feel great about having an undrafted rookie quarterback making a second NFL start in the playoffs in Cincinnati? No, I don't feel great about that, right? That's not the ideal scenario, right, that anybody draws up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and is it going to be harder for the offense, the Ravens' offense to have a day and put up 20-plus points? Yes, it's going to be harder to do that. But, like, to, to stick a fork in the Ravens' offense altogether and, like, overlook the positive things that they have going for them and the positive things that we saw from Anthony Brown in the second half of that Bengals game, I think, is just being a negative Nelly. Yeah, well, I mean, look, if, if the Ravens are going to win this game, if Anthony Brown is the guy who gets the start, then he's just going to have to avoid the turnovers. I mean, for he sure. Had, he, had, he, had, he had three turnovers, two, two picks, and... Can't all... I wouldn't put all... I'm not saying it's all 100% all his fault, but right, I'm saying exactly, he, yeah. there were yes, three turnovers. Yes, yes that's two, two picks and a fumble. And then Sammy Watkins had the fumble. If if they're going to win with Andy Brown as a quarterback, you're probably talking about a turnover-free game, yeah. and then you're talking about a couple big plays down the field. Like, he hit the Sammy Watkins minus the fumble. Right. Yeah, totally. And and that's the formula. Like I've said, I feel like a broken record. You just have to make some plays in the passing game. You know, in some critical situations, you're not going to be – you can't 
I know that like we're all you know I talk to fans and it's like we'll just run the ball three times you know it's second and six third and two and then first and, and ten you know like you're going to be in situations where sometimes on first and ten you're going to get the run's going to get stuffed sometimes you know and like you're going to have to throw the ball some and so in those critical situations you have to make some plays right and and you're going to have to hit some 20 yard plus plays like you you have to have some passing attack. It's not going to be great. Well, so here's the question on that. Some. So it's like so. What's the what's the uh, how how low can that go? You know how low can that number be? And ter- but I mean is the number of passes. So like if you go well, into this game, I thought it was an interesting question. Somebody asked uh, for a Ravens mailbag this week. They were like, could this look like the 2009? I think it was playoff game mm-hmm. or 2010 mm-hmm. uh, playoff game in New England. Right where Joe Flacco like had a really hurt hip, I believe it was. Mm-hmm. I think ankle, maybe. I can't remember what it was. Yeah. He he was hurting. Yeah. Um, like in pain on the flight over there, like having trouble sitting. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, ended up throw attempting like ten passes that game. Yeah. Something like that, like completed four. Mm-hmm. Right. And they ran for two hundred and eighty some yards. Ray Rice took a eighty three yard touchdown out the gates on the first play from scrimmage. The defense had multiple turnovers from Tom Brady in the first half. It was crazy. And I think it, they won like thirty three to nine. Yeah, it was a blowout. Like yeah, it was, blowout. it was a blowout. Yep. And so like, yeah, you know that kind of game is hard to replicate. Like yeah. that kind of game, yeah. two hundred eighty some yards on the ground with DJ Reader in the middle. I don't. I just don't see that happening. But like I've said. I think J.K. Dobbins is going to have himself a game. I, I'm just stamp stamping it right now. Mm-hmm. I'm calling it. Nobody can say otherwise. J.K. is topping 150. He's going 150. over. He's, You're skipping 100, goes straight to 150. Oh, I'm going over a buck 50. Yeah. You know, he's been talking about the 200 game. You're I'm not going to rule it out. <laughs> but I'm I'm putting the Ryan Mink stamp on a buck 50 for Dobbins. Okay. And, uh, and so, like, I think that they can still have success. It's going to boil down to once again scoring touchdowns in the red zone, which has been a bugaboo all season long. You have to you have to play well in the red zone. You have to play turnover free, like like we've been saying. Just if you're down to your third string rookie quarterback who's making a second NFL start, your margin for error isn't great. You just can't you can't have many errors. You got to you got to execute the formula, which we know is is the run game, strong defense, turnovers, and and be better in the red zone. That's the formula. And you got to execute it. You got to execute it pretty darn close to perfection. Yeah, I mean, formula and recipe and that that those words have been like buzzwords over the past like two months. Yeah, and I think that like the formula was kind of the same with Lamar at quarterback, and it's just become even more. It's just shifted yeah, even just more. more. You just had more possibilities with Lamar. Like you never know with Lamar. Like you never know what might happen. Like he just can pull a rabbit out of a hat and like spin around five times and complete a fifty-yard pass down the like but you, 40, 40 Five passing attempts a game was never the formula. No, that was never the formula. Regardless who, that, who's at quarterback. Correct. That's correct. But but with Lamar, I just think you had more avenues. And, like, you know, to all the people who think the Ravens can't come back from deficits with Lamar, like, we've seen it uh, many times over the years. I'm not saying just this year, but many times. Like, Lamar, I, I think, obviously, with the state of the wide receiver core, like, that's not a position you want to be in right now. But, like, with Lamar under center, I feel better about the, cha- the Ravens' chances if they were to fall behind two scores. Or yeah. something like that, sure. right? I don't feel as great about the Ravens' chances if that happens with Anthony Brown under center. I mean, I feel better 
across the board with Lamar under center. I, exactly. Up, up, up two scores, down two scores, tie game, 0-0. Like, zero, zero. Yes. the playmaker that Lamar is, you have a wider formula. You have more I, I just think, But that I, think that it, I think that the formula is still kind of the same with him out there. I just think the margin for error, while it was already right. pretty thin, sure. is now next to no margin for error. It's razor thin. Now, that doesn't mean that you can't win. I do think the Ravens can win. But... If they're going to win, like I just said, you're talking about a turnover-free game from Anthony Brown. Right. And then on defense, we haven't even mentioned this, by the way. You know, the big news of the week here, beyond the stuff for this game, beyond Lamar Jackson, Ravens inked Roquan Smith to a five-year contract extension, reported a $100 million deal. So they get a guy who is going to be the leader of this team, the leader of this defense for the next five years, who has done just about everything right since the trade went down. Yeah. And I'm going to erase the just about because I don't know anything he's done wrong. Yeah. I mean, he's been great. He's been he's been way better than I expected, better than advertised. He's yes. just been excellent. And so really excited to get that deal done. And I yeah. think that you're probably looking at like Roquan Smith getting a turnover like he did against Pittsburgh. No, yeah, I was just about to say, you know, what can make your margin for error wider Right, and give you some breathing room is turnover. Defensive turnovers just are game changers. I think they've got to have multiple. Yeah, you might have to have multiple. They haven't. They haven't had a defensive touchdown yet. We keep saying it. They're overdue. They're overdue. MP Juice Man for, comes back for the defensive touchdown. Maybe Marcus Peters gets back on the lineup. Juice gets, Man, gets the pick six. I, I don't. I like it. I don't hate it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I mean, I do think that MP being out for the past three games, you know, like people have kind of overlooked the impact of that a little bit uh, in terms of, like you're talking about, the playmaking ability. And Brandon Stevens, friend of the lounge, I uh, hope he gets well. By the way, there was some news this week about him being sick, uh, getting sick Sunday before the Bengals game this past week. Um, so he wasn't out at practice Wednesday. He, hope- I mean, he had just to fans don't know, I mean, he had to go to the hospital in Cincinnati right. and stay over in Cincinnati. An he's acute in, illness. Yeah, he's back in Baltimore now, but, yeah, he had to go to the hospital right. um, and miss the game. Right. So we'll so see if he's... Hope he can get back. Yeah. And, he, and he played well when Marcus was out, but, like, there's no denying the playmaking ability that Marcus Peters has. And in a game where you might need multiple turnovers, it pays to have the guy with the most interceptions since he came in the league on the field. Yep. You know, I'll take that. Plus... Just the swagger that he brings. And we saw a lot of that this past week from Roquan, you know, that playing with that chip and that swagger. And you get Roquan and MP. I mean, it was the Bengals game when he hit uh, one of Jamar Chase or Tyler mm-hmm. Boyd in the backfield mm-hmm. on the trick play. And the, yeah, the whole dance thing. The whole yeah. dance. Yeah. You know, that was great. Yeah. I want more of that, you know. And so I do think, like, the swagger that he brings to the field also just makes this defense. Like, I am really excited to watch this defense play. I am really excited to watch them play on Sunday. And now the Bengals' offense is really good. They can they can hurt you, but, like, this defense is is playing with some some swag. Look, their offense is really good, but the Ravens' defense isn't going to just hand the crown over to them and say, well, oh, you know what, we're definitely scared. Definitely not. We, we can't. Definitely not. They're not. They're not. Signing up for that, they're saying we think we're a great defense. Yeah, and like, well, when I'm talk- sure they're probably going out there. They're saying we got to pitch a shutout. Yeah, that's probably what they're saying. I mean, it's like kind of. I think that they have the mentality of that 2000 Ravens defense a little bit. You know, like they can't win if they don't score. Mm-hmm. And I think give us a touchdown. Give us a touchdown. I seriously think that's probably how they feel. <laughs> and give us a touchdown. And 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 like, look, it's a different game. This Bengals offense is dynamic. Holding them under a touchdown is probably unrealistic right but i think that this defense has that type of expectations for themselves and i think the guy who really sets that tone is Roquan. right i think that's the mentality i think that's like when i talked to him after he signed his contract he said 
Like we feel like we owe them one. <laughs> you know, and like, he's not backing down from the trash talk back- and the confident like statements. He's not backing down. Like yeah, he he's feels- like it's going to feel really good to go. You know, this week's been great, but it's going to be even greater when we beat them. Is basically what he said. Yeah, and so <laughs> I think that he he wants to go in there and get that win, and he's setting the tone. Yeah, he said it after the game. <laughs> He during said, the game? During the game. I don't know what he was saying during the game, but I'm sure well, there was... Oh, I thought you said he said it. Uh, he uh, oh, yeah, said he the said tone. The tone. He did say the During the game. Yeah. And he said it afterwards, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's continued throughout the week. Um, so this this defense is confident. Yeah. This defense is confident. What was just... Just going back to Roquan real quick, what was your take on the contract extension? Oh, it was awesome. I mean, I think all of us, like, literally the first time that the guy talked to the media when he was on podium, I think I walked back and probably said to you, I was like... Please, re- like, I really hope they re-sign him. Like, you just get, he's just, he's just a man. Like, he is just, like, the guy that you want in this building. And, you know, apart from what he's done on the field, like, I just want him as part of my program. Yeah. You know, because of everything that he stands for, everything that he does, the way he works, the way he talks, the way he leads, all of it. Like, you know, and, and you can go into the X's and O's and the, you know, how he's improved their defense, their DVOA, and you know what he's done from an X's nose standpoint, and allowing them to have fewer defense backs on the field, and his coverage, and all that stuff. And like, but to me, like when I'm, if I'm the general manager and I'm getting ready to sign somebody or deciding whether I'm going to give him a reported hundred million dollar deal, a lot of that comes down to like, who are you as the person, and like as the leader, and as like it goes beyond X's nose. You know, like, what is your impact on this organization? Because this is a huge organizational decision and commitment. And, like, Roquan checks all of those boxes for me. Yeah. I mean, I I wish I, you know, I have to go back to the archives here and look at old episodes of the lounge from when he was coming out of the draft in 2018. I remember saying at that time, like, if I could have any player, and he's going to be gone before the Ravens Mm. are on the board. It was Roquan. Roquan was the guy. And I just remember watching him in Georgia and be like, this guy's Ray Lewis. And, And now that he's here... I just think it's a perfect fit. So, Mini Ray? Uh, I don't I mean, he gives me the vibes. I'm not afraid no. to say it. Like, he gives me major Ray Lewis vibes. No, that's what I'm saying. That, yeah. I remember watching him at Georgia and being like, that guy looks like Ray Lewis. Well, but I'm like just him. saying, like, yeah, sure, like playing like him. I'm just saying, like, the getting whole energy. To, he yeah. fires up a team. Everyone rallies like he's around le- him. He's a little less bombastic. Bomb- bombastic? Yeah. Is right, that the right, right way to say that word? So. Yeah, you, you're not the right guy to ask. <laughs> um, but, like, you know, he's less of that. But, like, when he talks, like, it's. The, the words are not very different. The way that they're delivered is a little bit different. Uh, it's just, it's interesting. Yeah, so look, it's going to be, uh, I can't wait for Sunday. It's going to be oh, It's yeah. going to be fun. And also, as we look ahead to that game, there's a lot taking place over the course of this week. Um, and if you haven't done so already, check out BaltimoreRavens.com slash playoffs. Thursday morning, there's car stenciling taking place at M&T Bank Stadium. So you can go stop by, get your car stenciled. Got to get that. Um, you know, let everybody know it's playoff week. Yep. You got to have that birdie hat on your car, so go ahead and stop by there. And for all the events, there's uh, there's different events at bars this week, and you can check all that out at BaltimoreRavens.com/slash/playoffs. Uh, can I just a little mini rant that got me thinking about that? Is like, I I want I understand because the offense has not been putting up many points down the stretch. Like it's I saw some stat; it's like the second fewest for a playoff team in like NFL history over the past X number of games or whatever. Mm-hmm. Right? I get that that's like disheartening. Right. And that like it's not it's not particularly fun to watch. Right. And like the Lamar situation hanging over everything. And like you don't know if you're you know, your best player is going to be out there like this disheartening. But like we're in the playoffs, you know. Enjoy it. it, it yes. That's <laughs> kind of my message. Like, you know what I mean? Like get the car stencil. Like go do, like like enjoy it. You know, you, 
I, I get that it's like disheartening, but like me this week, like I'm like legitimately getting really excited because you don't get to go to the playoffs every year. And I know that we do almost every, every year, almost every year. And like, I think to a degree we've become spoiled with that. Like you just expect that, yeah, we're going to be in the playoffs, you know, but like it, it doesn't always work that way. It's so like when you're in there, let's enjoy it. Like this is going to be a, this is a big game. It's going to be a fun game. Like, Let's get pumped a little bit. I, I just don't, I, I just don't feel it. I don't feel it yet from Baltimore, and mm. I want to feel it. Well, look, if they win on Sunday, then that tune will probably well. Change. That'll but definitely. Yes. Yes. But yes, I agree. You got to you got to enjoy. It. You got to enjoy those trips. Yeah. All right. This one comes from an uh, email here from Dusty Howard. He says, uh, "Hi guys, it's Dusty Howard writing in from Southeast Southwest Ohio. Ooh, where's where's Southwest Ohio? Ooh." Okay, thank you, Mr. Ohio, yeah. for getting me on my geography <laughs> there. Uh, where we will be traveling this weekend into a hostile playoff environment. As Ray Lewis used to say, yap, 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 it's time to buckle up the chin straps. That's not true, because Ray would always say chin scraps. <laughs> it's a chin scraps game. Uh-uh. Um, <laughs> and on Sunday, if somebody from either team doesn't have their chin scraps, I'm going to say, buckled up, which seems to happen an alarm, alarming large amount of time in the NFL, uh, helmets will be coming off, because this must see slobber this will be <laughs> must see slobber knocker football enough about that my question is uh if the ravens were to lose sunday man dang all right we're already going this way would the honeymoon phase with lamar be over and would it be time <laughs> to move dang into a new qb in the draft all right no no dusty i'm not going down this road with <laughs> yeah, exactly. you dusty. What, what i'm sorry i just got done with this random about all right now we're no. talking Sorry, Dusty, I didn't Dra- read your whole... We're, we're talking about draft position. No, and, uh, no, yeah. I, You know, I didn't read the whole who's question the, who's through. Who's the mock draft? No, we're not doing that. I didn't read the whole question through before I started doing it. <laughs> All right, sorry, Dusty. We're just scrapping that one right there. All right, here's one from Patrick Coombe. We can always count on Patrick. Yes. All right. He says, I absolutely uh, love this contract extension for Roquan Smith. Yes, the number is high, but this dog, figuratively and literally, mm-hmm. he's a Georgia Bulldog. Uh, is a foundational building block that makes everyone better around him. This is such a Baltimore type of signing, and I'm all about it. Great job to get him locked up before the end of the league year. Now let's go see the boys beat the bricks off Cincinnati on Sunday night football. I like it. No question, but I agree. It's just a great signing. <laughs> it just, I mean, I can't say enough about the move. I think it's a great signing. And like Roquan Smith is the guy who you want as a leader of this defense yeah. for the foreseeable future, well, and now you're going to have that. Well, and to Dusty's question, we'll just circle back to that. The other part of it is, you know, that the franchise tag is still available now. If the Ravens did need to use the franchise tag on Lamar Jackson, uh, you know, I would expect that they'll be in contract negotiations again. You know, even if that happens, they'll continue those negotiations, I would think. Um, but, like, that's another component of this. And I think immediately a lot of people, when they see Roquan Smith get a reported $100 million, they're like, all right, when's Lamar getting his money? Right. And like to those people out there, this does not prevent the Ravens from uh, signing Lamar Jackson to a long-term deal. Yeah. Like those deals for quarterbacks traditionally have lower cap hits in the first couple years and all that stuff. And like, I am just confident in the Ravens, in Eric Costa and Nick Matteo and the, their salary in Pat Moriarty, their salary cap gurus. Like, I do not think that this set, this means that Lamar can't be signed long term. Yeah, of course not. Uh, those deals are independent <laughs> of each other. Exactly. It's not, I, I don't think it's necessarily like you're choosing between them. Right. Yeah. No, I think, yes. I don't. Th- I think that's an unfair assumption. Yes. Exactly. So, we'll talk about that off season stuff, Dusty, later. All right. Come Th- on, this Dusty. Week, this week is playoff week, 
And uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Again, check out BaltimoreRavens.com slash playoffs. You can email us at the lounge at ravens.nfl.net. Give us your thoughts uh, about this game after this game. And uh, anything else you got to say, man? This has got to be a big one, right? I think so. I mean, it's playoffs. <laughs> Get ready for the big win in Cincinnati. Let's go! Let's go!